0: We're continuing on in Mishnah, the first part the ninth and tenth Mishnah, uh, Mishnah, Tess, and Yod. Hamishalsh Mishnah the ninth Mishnah, in So here we get into the exciting concepts of what is a Sukkah in terms of some of the various different halachic rulings as opposed to perhaps structural or architectural rulings. So if one builds the walls from the top down. For some reason one decided that was the clever way to build their walls, they started at the top and built it down. In Gavo you don't have enough material and the wall doesn't reach the ground. So you now have left your wall three three hand breaths off of the ground. Possibly it doesn't count as a wall, Mil Mala Lamata Milmata Lamala, but what about from the bottom going up? I start my wall at the bottom, and I also run out of material. How far have I run out of material? In Gevo Arts, Asar Tfachim, as long as the sukkah is 10 Tfachim, 10 hand breaths tall, as long as that wall is ten, 10 hand breaths tall, even if the sukkah is a good 7 or 8 feet above those 10 Tfachim, it still counts as kosher. We um, have two concepts here that we explain. The, the concept of the wall starting from the top and going down within 3 Tfachim, we use a concept of Lavud. It's as though that that gap doesn't exist. Uh, when we've got ten tfachim and, uh, and taller from the ground, so that concept of from the ten tfachim from the ground and going onwards is a wall that just keeps extending. Once you have ten tfachim from the ground, halachically it's viewed as though that wall keeps going and going. Um, so Rabbi Yossi wants to contend, Rabbi Yossi Omer, kishem. Now, Yose wants to say that just as a wall that's built with 10 tvachim is as though it will continue extending 50, 60 feet, so why wouldn't the same thing be the case by a wall built from the top going down? That once you had ten tfakhim, who cares whether you have three tfakhim from the ground or not? So it happens to be that's not the case. It's a halach l'amosha misinai that that ten tfakhim, it's a, it's a, it's a rule that, uh, that was passed down from generation to generation as a mesaurah that the only time that we apply the halachic status, not the physical or architectural status, but the halachic status that that wall extends permanently, that only exists when it goes from the bottom going up. 10 tvachim from the top going down, it needs to get within 3 tfachim of the ground, and there we can apply the concept of love, but as though it was on the ground already. Continuing on, it says, so we don't, we don't paschim like Rabbi Yossi, chikas min defano so now it says that, uh, that what happens if, uh, if uh, the sukkah is more than 3 tfachim away from the wall, meaning that you build the wall up here, and the sukkah, is doesn't reach the wall it sits independently on whatever it's sitting on uh but it doesn't reach the wall there's a there's a gap in between those two things what is the shear? what is the measurement of that gap that renders the sukkah either puzzle or uh, or kasher so it comes to say that uh, that three tzvachim that uh that if it's three tzvachim away from the wall if it's three tzvachim away from the wall then the sukkah would not be kosher. Anything less than three tvachim would be as though that the sukkah is kosher. We'll, we'll learn more about that in this next Mishnah coming up right now. It says Mishnah Yod, So uh, how is that uh, the roof collapses? And you decide that, hey, this is great timing. It's within 30 days of the Chag. I'm going to build myself a sukkah rather than rebuilding. So I'm going to place Chag on top of the collapsed portion of the roof. However, it's a possibility that my roof didn't collapse directly surrounded by walls. Rather, what happened, I have a large house and my walls are over here. They're far apart. And the only part where the roof collapsed was right here in the middle. I can put schach on that, but if the removal of the schach is more than four amos, more than four arm lengths, if you will, maybe a foot and a half in our measurements, if it's more than, for each ama, if it's more than say six feet away from each of the walls, so that would be possible. Uh, but if it's within six feet of the walls, it's as though the walls reach together, uh, a dof akuma, our walls, uh, converge on the kasher schach, and one, once one sits on that schach, it's as though they're sitting in the sukkah, and in fact, that sukkah would be kosher. So and now you have a chatzar. A chatzar is a courtyard normally surrounded by three houses, house number one, house number two, house number three. Then you've got this empty space right in the middle. So uh, that empty space here has, uh, perhaps the best way to describe it, is like the, is like the Parthenon. Um, so uh, it would have these pillars, Uh, that would be in the middle of the chatzar and on top of those pillars uh, one would place uh, the schach. So what are you using for your walls? You're using for the walls the walls of the houses that create the chatzar and the uh, schach is sitting on top of these pillars uh, that exist within this, uh, this, uh, uh, courtyard, for lack of a better term. So here, these pillars might be not so close to the walls necessarily. So the question is, I have kosher schach. I have, in theory, kosher walls. Can they be combined in order to make a kosher soko? Which is really what we're trying to figure out. So again, we use the same concept of the daladamos, of this six feet or so, six to eight feet, where if the, if the schach is within that of the walls, uh, even if it's not sitting on the walls exactly, it's as though that the walls bend in to meet the schach in order to satisfy the uh, requirement for a kosher sukkah. Uh, and the third case that our Mishnah brings, gedola shikifua So a, a large sukkah that has uh, on its borders or its boundaries uh, not kosher sukkah uh, in separating the, the kosher schach and the and the walls. So does that count? Can we apply the same concept of dof akuma? Can we apply the same concept of the walls converging in order to meet the schach in the same way over here? Would that be satisfactory? And again, we use the same concept that we've used up until now and said that it's dalad amos. As long as within this uh, four cubits, within the six to eight feet uh, measurement, then, uh, then it would be acceptable in terms, of, uh, in terms of the walls going in in order to meet the schach. Uh, anything more than that, that would not be uh, not be satisfactory. So we really brought three cases here that sort of teach us the same rules. The the Gemara will go through why the same rule. The Gemara will go through uh, and, and try to explain what each rule uh, had to be taught independently. Because why would the Mishnah go through three cases just to outline that really quickly? Uh, where the uh, where the roof collapsed. The very first case that we have of the house where the roof collapsed. So it could be that uh that uh what we're teaching there is uh is the original din of Dofen Kumak that I placed Nuschach and that nuskh is there uh, and now I'm teaching the rules of the of the walls leaning the second case where we've got the courtyard surrounded by these pillars uh, I don't think my analysis or analogy to the Parthenon was correct, but those types of pillars uh, sitting in the middle of your courtyard and the schach sitting on that, it's a possibility that uh, that the issue here is that it wasn't ready-made, that it wasn't tasamina asoi, as we discussed before, that a sukkah needs to be built in order to be a sukkah. Does that count in this particular case? Perhaps that would be an exception. In the case of the large sukkah, so the question would be, would we allow a large sukkah to uh, to uh, go ahead and count after it was originally designed incorrectly. It could be that the concept of dofen akuma is only l'chatchila, is only from the get-go, that now I'm confronted with this situation, that I've got the the wall that fell down, I've got the um, courtyard, so now can I rely upon this concept of dofen akuma where the walls come in in order to meet the kosher schach, but here in this third case, I've got kosher schach, or I had schach all around. Now part of that schach is not kosher. So the question is now, secondarily, or almost bidhievit, can I rely upon dof and akuma to get me out of a trouble situation? Maybe you can go ahead and prevent me from being in a trouble situation in the first place, as we discussed perhaps, uh, but maybe bidhievit, it wouldn't be a satisfactory way uh, to... Uh, uh, create this, uh, this Kasha saka Again, just a review from Mishnah uh, Tess and Yud from the ninth and 10th Mishnah. So we learned the concept of Lovud, where you build a wall, and there's a three taf gap, so it's as though that that wall extends. Uh, we learned the rule of uh, 10 and built uh, ten handbrats built from the ground going up as though it extends and extends and extends. Just keep going on that straight line. We discovered that the schach doesn't necessarily need to sit on top of the walls, but it needs to be within three tefachim where they meet. Or we have in the in the next mission we have the concept of dofen akuma where there are extensions or there are cases where our walls will actually extend in to meet the sukkah to as much as almost four, almost as much as almost four. Um, uh, arm breadth, uh, six to eight feet, uh, reach in, in order to to make the sukkah cautious. that's Mishnah, Tess and Yudah.